You know what I normally well, you know weekend. what I have been, you know what I have been doing that I know you won't let me talk about in the jewel main pods. part of the podcast. No, I haven't been doing jewel pods. Um <laughs> I wish I was, but no, I you know, I finished the prequels, the Star mm-hmm. Wars prequels. And I I'm pretty sure Chanel told you, but I texted her to back up my young Anakin is hotter than Han Solo theory. And while she didn't agree with me, she was like in my on my side like that she was like was no, backing no. me up that means she wasn't on your side she said that young anakin is really hot and that he and han solo are just like two different things and i said that's fair because like anakin kills a bunch of kids and that's like hard to get behind <laughs> you just like the anakin <laughs> from the first movie <laughs> that okay that's creepy um because an that's angel? a child <laughs> I watched the uh, first two episodes of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It's really, really good. And do you know the twist? Uh, have you seen the stuff online about it at all? No, but it involves a baby. I might watch it, so I don't know oh, if okay. I want the twist. It's really well. Yeah, so, you know, it's really good. That's I'll just say that. Um, I and think I also... I th- isn't the Clone Wars um, TV show available on Prime? No, it's on it's on Disney Plus now, and so is Rebels. I mean, all this stuff is on. That's Disney so Plus. fucking annoying. No, it's okay, well, thank God Justin doesn't actually Justin doesn't actually listen to this podcast, so he won't hear your propaganda. But like, I'm trying to like he wants to get Disney Plus, and if I you just, like, split it with someone. We it's cut, sixty dollars a year, but it's here's thirty dollars for one year. We cut the cable, and now all of a sudden we have to get like a million subscriptions, and. You're not actually saving money when you... It's like, I pay for Netflix, and now it's like Hulu and Prime and Disney Plus. See, I just shared this with a bunch of pisses. Well, I look. Well, Disney owns all the cool stuff as you, I want okay? watch. God, um, I'm sorry you need to watch, like, Pocahontas to fall asleep at night. <laughs> I cry. <laughs> it's fucking sad. I cry to the Hunchback of Notre Dame every night. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time we watched um, The Lion King in, like, the one quarter I took of Spanish class in middle school? And we watched it in Spanish, and the part where Simba <laughs> runs around like calling for his dad, but instead he was like, "Papa, Papa," and I was <laughs> crying in class, <laughs> like a big <No>! loser. <laughs> it's I'm like crying just thinking about it now. It's absolutely devastating. Um, you know what? Uh, you know what opinion I still do hold though. I did watch Revenge of the Sith. I refuse to watch the first and second one again because I'm not gonna just put myself through that. Because there's really good recaps on YouTube too of all the cool parts, but Revenge of the Sith. It's not that good. It's okay. The last half of it's better than the first half, but you are so. Uh, people who hate the prequels, like sight unseen, like them. that, are I so try, fucking them, ignorant. Taylor, I give them. I've watched oh both of, all of these movies like five times. I give them chances all the time. When people liked, first I saw R two, they hated him. <laughs> they hated him. <laughs> I watched. Um, no one hated R two D two. That's such a ridiculous thing for George Lucas to claim. When they saw, also, first saw I, the droids, they hated him. <laughs> anyway, right, well, anywho, okay, let's just get this. Let's get this show on the road. Luna's looking at me. On the road. Oh, that's good. That is fucking good. All right. Uh, well, welcome, ladies, germs, and people of all genders to the Ah uh, Real Films podcast, a podcast where two siblings discuss horror films based on a theme. My name is Tofurky Tay, and my co-host is. 
cranberry sauce in a can, Curtis. <laughs> I knew you were going to say cranberry sauce, Curtis. I hate cranberry sauce, actually. I know. We'll get to I that mean, later. I love it um, in the context. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and today, in case, uh, again, you don't read the title of the podcast, you just blindly follow us into our um, blathering. Thank you. You are a true fan. If you read the title of the podcast, you might as well unsubscribe. But anyway, today we are talking wait, about... Wait, wait, wait. Well, how does that logic work? <laughs> Because it's like, either listen to the podcast or don't. Like, who just reads the title of a podcast episode and is like, nah, okay. I'm not going to listen to that. Like, okay, I'm you totally know what I mean? on your side now. After that five-second explanation, I'm a thousand percent <laughs> on your side. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyway, um, today we are doing Thanksgiving horror films. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, I've never seen a Thanksgiving horror film, that's because there's not a lot, okay? We were scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Um yes. Got one good one, got one stinker. Um, we'll get into it later. Uh, but before we do that, Curtis, do you want to tell the fans? Because now that we have a lot of actual listeners, I like I feel more comfortable calling them fans. Yes, of course. What you're drinking today. Yeah. Sure. So I purchased something a month ago and was saving it just for this episode. Because to me, um, Thanksgiving is kind of the beginning of Christmas. I mean, whether or not you like that or not, I went into Yankee Can. I told you yesterday. I went. My <laughs> least favorite song of all time. I got to preface this. <laughs> My least favorite song of all time is Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. It is the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And then I also extra enjoy it because you hate it so I much. I hate it so much. I'm not going to go into the reasons. That's a whole separate. Maybe we'll do a side podcast on that later. Um, but I went to Yankee Candle. Did not hear the original, but I heard three different renditions of Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Like elevator okay, music style. But- if okay, hear me out. Well, how many um, renditions of "All I Want for Christmas Is Hugh" did you Zero. hear while you were there? I was only in the what? Yankee Candle for like fifteen, twenty minutes. I mean, we had a coupon, <laughs> so we were searching out the best candles. So all they, it was really all the, and all they were playing was simply having a wonderful Christmas time on loop. Damn. You know how in the Good Place they like they like center everyone's torture around what they hate personally. That's like you. Like being yes. in hell, basically. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I love Yankee Candle, but the other part, yes. Um, I don't remember where I was going with. Oh, yes. So um, Christmas starts at Thanksgiving. I was, you know, yesterday was, what is today? November 16th was yesterday. Just hanging out in Yankee Candle. I heard Christmas music. So basically, Thanksgiving is the beginning of the Christmas season. Um, there aren't really any Thanksgiving specific beers. So that's kind of when I went with uh, Christmas to kind of ring in the season. So I am drinking a beer by Weird Beard Brewing Company. Very cool. Um, they made a beer called Black Christmas. You can see the bottle here. Um, Very cool. Named after one of our favorite Christmas-themed horror movies. It is a stout brewed with cranberry. It's quite oh, good. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so um, cranberries a little bit uh, Thanksgiving. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But yeah, cranberries mm-hmm. a little Thanksgiving too, so... That's cool. It's a good It's a good bridge over the two holidays that you're drinking right there. Yes. Um. Well, myself, um, now I was never a big eggnog gal growing up. Just didn't like it. Didn't didn't find it enjoyable. Then I became a vegan. And I had a good excuse not to drink it. Then everyone else decided they wanted to be vegan or like, you know, dairy intolerant, whatever the thing du jour is. And so there's all these like vegan eggnogs on the market. And I started dating my boyfriend. He's a big fan of eggnog, which I find yes. strange, but I feel like we should cir- we'll circle back around to that. Okay. Um and so I had the same yeah, <laughs> I had the same thought as you where I was like, okay, Thanksgiving is like the beginning of Christmas. So I um 
oh well i should also mention i started trying all these vegan eggnogs and they were actually like not bad because mm-hmm. they don't Which have actual eggs in them is Okay, well, that's what I wanted to get to. I, I, oh, I feel okay. like on our Christmas episode, I will give a power ranking of all of my favorite vegan eggnogs. But tonight I am drinking the Trader Joe's Almond Milk Nog, which is not my fave. It lacks the kind of like fatty taste that you want from an eggnog. That's kind of the whole purpose of drinking eggnog. That's why low-fat eggnog is not good. Um, yeah. However, the um, the almond milk uh, Trader Joe's eggnog is made much better with a healthy dose of um, Captain Morgan rum. Oh, interesting. Um, highly, highly, <laughs> highly recommend that. You know, what I I've, have uh, to say, like, okay, what? Oh, I was just gonna say, you know what I'm a fan of it with my eggnog. I've never had it with rum, but Fireball. Uh, it's one really good use for Fireball. Mm. Um, so I would That's suggest that. That's classy as shit. Yeah. Well, as I said, it's my boyfriend who's really the fan of eggnog. Uh, boyfriend is also the one who's really a fan of rum. So he kind of introduced me to the rum eggnog situation. He also gets like that Southern Comfort eggnog yes. and that stuff. That's the bomb. It's not bomb. vegan, but it is very good. Yes. <laughs> I have yes. tried I, Not that I would know, of course, because uh, I only drink vegan <laughs> eggnogs, but... <laughs> right because you're what's you're you're dairy sensitive um yes, so yeah very much so. sorry i know that's i know it's really bitchy to make fun of other people's diet i mean honestly needs. honestly um, it just makes me fart really badly so I, as long as the other people around me don't mind it's you know it's whatever <sighs> all right well so anyway <laughs> let's get into it um we normally have a topic and then we will spend like 15 to 20 minutes talking about that topic in general. So if we're talking about like on our toxic masculinity episode, we talked about like what is toxic masculinity yes. and blah, blah, blah. I feel like when we have our like holiday episodes, we're always just like, and the holiday. So we, <laughs> we, we're switching things up now from our holiday um, episodes moving forward. I think, I mean, we love doing holiday episodes, mm. so we'll probably continue to do them. Maybe yes. we'll do one for St. Patrick's Day and cover the leprechaun movies. Yeah, I, I, I'm I just gonna, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, maybe we could do Off like the Irish filmmakers so I don't, do not have to watch any <laughs> of the leprechaun movies. <laughs> that first, do you remember, <laughs> this is a sidebar, but do you remember when <laughs> Natalie was like, <laughs> Six years old. Our sister old. Natalie, yes. And and you, you made her watch Leprechaun and she was legitimately scared. And then she like made mom and dad like look in the closet for Leprechaun like for weeks after that. Oh, oh my God. That's when I think it would be so difficult to be a parent because mom and dad had to like take her seriously. Oh my Can God. That's like one of my favorite memories. Imagine being scared by that film. Oh, that's fucking funny. So oh, anyway. Good. Um, I want to give a shout out. If you throw shoes at him, he shines them. I think that was the scariest part about him. (laughs) That's that's so problematic for some reason. I can't quite put my finger on it. He loves gold, Taylor. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so um, I want to give a shout out to one of our favorite podcasts, Good Morning Nancy. They do a um, they they basically cover films uh, to see if they pass the Bechdel test, which is uh, for those of you who don't know, is two women. Uh, who are named in the film talking to each other about something other than a man, which is surprisingly, and that has to happen at least once in a film. Surprising number of films do not pass the Bechdel test, but they also have this thing called the Nancy's Dream Team test, and they like they go through some other, yeah, wish, they go through I, some I, other. Been, I will say, I wish there has, I, if there's been more than one movie that's passed that test, I'd be shocked. It is a very, I hope there they are have more movies like that in the future, but horror movies are the, not good. The at Nancy's Dream. Yes. The Nancy's Dream Team test, yeah, because it's like it's the final girl, a person of color. Um, is are there any openly LGBTQ characters? I, and there's like one other thing. Um, but sorry, Luna's licking her 
asshole stop it um and so uh, <laughs> anyway none of their films have ever passed the Na- uh, nancy stream team test that's what i was gonna okay. say so anyway we got this idea from them um and hopefully they are not mad because i know they're listeners i don't actually think they're listeners I, but I don't um i don't know we decided to kind of come up with our own set of of questions um under which to discuss the film so it's not actually like uh does this film pass it's just like kind of a framework in which to discuss the films mm. so for a thanksgiving film there are pretty much four main questions would you agree yes yes i might be going into different with my movie specifically um i'll go into okay. different aspects of thanksgiving but yes i will uh-huh. I, I agree with these four this this thanksgiving dream team test there's a thanksgiving dream team test so number one <laughs> Is there family conflict? It's not Thanksgiving if there's no family mm-hmm. conflict. That's mm-hmm. why there's the whole joke about the conservative drunk uncle, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, we unfortunately only had one half of that equation, but <laughs> I, I digress. <laughs> Number two, is there cultural appropriation? You can't have Thanksgiving without cultural appropriation. You can't. It's a culturally appropriative holiday. You just can't, you can't so, do it. You can't, if, you, if you don't have yeah. little six-year-olds dressing up as Native Americans, it's not Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, okay, number three. <laughs> Sorry. This is a I really one. cracked myself up. Number three, how many turkeys are there and how deadly are they? So does mm. someone choke on turkey or is there a turkey who has like come to life and is just wielding a, a little knife in its little wing, you know? So that's number three. Spoiler alert, that doesn't happen number... in either of our movies, but it's okay. <laughs> I, but when you look up Thanksgiving horror movies, I feel like the first one is like called like Thanksgiving. Tur- turkey. Yeah, thanks killing, and then there's like turkeys trot or something. It's like mm. deadly looking turkey. I might be making that up. Maybe I have a film. Thanks idea. killing anyway, is real. And then num- <laughs> <laughs> number four, how many different preparations of potato do we witness? Mm-hmm. Mashed potato, sweet potato pie. I, I mean, there's Al Gratin. Truly, yeah, Al Gratin. So we will be discussing these four things and, and other elements of the films um, as we go through. But uh, Curtis or something. The plot, of yeah. course, but uh, Curtis, why don't we get why don't we get started with your film? Sure. Um, so I am honored uh, to start here. We're only we're going to stop at start at the top and then come tumbling back down to earth with Taylor's film. <laughs> so I'm glad to be discussing uh, the film that I picked today, which is the surprisingly great Blood Rage. Um, this is a slasher film that came out in 1987. It was actually set to re- it was on the shelf for about four or five years. It was uh, made in 1982. Uh, and then released in 1987. It is directed by a person that does not have a Wikipedia page named John Grissomer, or Grissmer, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, and this film stars Louise Lasser, Mark Soper, who plays um, two main characters in this film, um, twins, and uh, Ju- he 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 Lilos. He Lilos. I would like to point yes, out. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he does Lilos. a great job. <laughs> uh, and Julie Gordon playing uh, one of the brothers' girlfriends. Um, I also want to point out uh, there's an early scene in the film that's set at a movie theater and there's a kid selling uh, condoms in the bathroom. And that kid is played by Ted Raimi, who is Sam Raimi's uh, brother, the maker of Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and Spider-Man 3. Um, <laughs> the height of the height of either Raimi's career, I would say. Yes, yes. Selling the condoms in yeah. the bathroom, not making a horror classic for $5,000. Uh, anyway... The most important part... (laughs) Surprisingly bitchy, but okay. (laughs) Uh, The most important part of this film, it is that it's filmed and set in Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
So uh, for those of us uh, listening on the podcast uh, from Jacksonville, um, this film was shot at UNF um, on the nature trails for the parts that are set in the forest. And, um, you know, I used to walk those a lot when I was a kid growing up. Those trails are really, really nice there at University of North Florida. And then it is uh, the apartment scenes are shot, shot at an apartment complex on the west side of uh, Jacksonville off of okay. Edgewood. I was wondering. Um, yeah, they oh, kind of just Edgewood. Like, oh, Zam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not fooling around. They're they, they were on a budget. Okay, they yeah. were on a budget. <laughs> yes. Um, uh. Though to be fair, it looks like just about every apartment complex I've ever been to in Jacksonville. So uh, they haven't really changed very yeah. much from the '80s. Anyway, um, so the reason this film was um, pushed back for so many years is that the original release cut had a considerable amount of gore effects cut they weren't allowed to release this film um with the amount of gore it had uh the version that you and i taylor watched uh, i assume you watched it on shutter as well um the version you and i watched um oh did you watch yeah, it i watched else? i watched it on prime oh okay well yeah i think it's i i watched it on shutter i know it's available oh, okay. at many different spots but um the version that we you and i watched was actually restored um, I want to say two. Or, I, this is not something I've written down, but I know either Shout or Scream Factory, which I think are the same company, uh, restored this film with uh, all the gore intact, and it's really good shit. I'll go go over some of the uh, gore effects a little bit later on. Um, first, I'll go into the plot. Before I go into the dream test, I'll give an overview of this film. Just a very quick. Uh, it's a very simple film. Both of our films are slashers, and thankfully. The slasher craze included um, picking just random holidays and making a killer appear on those holidays. Thank God, honestly. Thank God. That's, yeah, or else we would not have an episode here. Well, also, that's like my favorite. I know I've said on the pod before that I'm not a huge fan of slashers, but I have to say I truly admire that they literally... There's a slasher for literally every holiday, including I learned from the horrible podcast one called like happy birthday or something oh, yes. that's like yes. on somebody's birthday. Yes. <laughs> even even in, uh, a holiday that is every single day they have it. Um, so um this film uh starts off where there's two twin brothers um at a drive-in movie theater with their mom and their mom's boyfriend uh very strange uh they're sleeping in the back seat and the boyfriend is trying to get fresh uh with the mom the mom is resisting a little bit because the boys are there but eventually they make out in the front seats and the boys wander off they come to a car where uh two individuals are making love and one of the boys, <laughs> <laughs> one That's of so the creepy. One of, uh, they they watch them for a little bit, and one of the boys becomes uh, violently enraged and kills the couple with an axe, but right wipes the blood on his brother and gives his brother the axe, and his brother is um, locked up in a mental institution. Flash forward, uh, I think eight nine years later, um, it's Thanksgiving. Um, the boy's mother has gone to visit. Uh, Oh boy, I'm gonna mix it, miss it, miss, uh, mix up the two names. Todd is the one in the mental institution, correct? Yeah. yeah. And Terry. Yeah, yeah Todd. Todd is the one. We've got this confused. We were texting back and forth and both getting this very, very. Confused. Yeah, because because you're because you're a Todd and I'm a Terry. No, I'm, a I'm Terry. really cool. No, I'm cool. I'm Terry. Um, anyway, Todd no, I'm is... Terry. I'm the cool one. <laughs> no, but Todd's Todd. the one in the mental institution. The, that's you. Yeah, that's you. You're the gentle. Very, no, that's you. The one that cries yeah. all the time. Yes. Anyway, um, so Todd. Well, okay, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Todd is visited by his mother on Thanksgiving, and you know, for the preceding nine years, Todd has finally gotten up the courage to tell a psychologist that it was actually my brother Terry that did it. And the psychologist is starting to believe him, but when he pleads his innocence to his mother, his mother's like, "Oh, you poor crazy boy, eat your pumpkin pie." Uh, and 
then leaves. And then that night, um, you know, uh, the mother goes home to Terry and the rest of her family, including her uh, soon-to-be-announced fiancé. Um, they are eating Thanksgiving dinner with two uh, seemingly random people uh, also there, family friends, I suppose. Um, Ter- no, Terry's girlfriend is there. And then, oh, you're talking about the, the, uh, the, girl, neighbors. the neighbors. They're the neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors. Yeah, they're the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two random neighbors. Um, but anyway, the mother and the uh, fiancé announced their engagement in front of the whole family. Terry's kind of an asshole about it. Um, you know, tells the father-in-law to you know, carve the turkey since you're the man of the house now, just kind of being a little bit of a douche. Um, then um, around the same time, the mother gets a call that Todd has escaped the mental institution. And um, uh, basically what begins to happen is that, you know, for whatever reason, probably because, you know, he has some weird, what I gathered is that Terry has some weird hookups about sex and links it to violence in some way. And then seeing his mother, uh you know get engaged kind of sets him off so he begins a killing spree um and in the meantime todd has escaped um and is trying to stop his brother terry um and hilarity ensues i won't go oh go ahead yeah i want to pipe in that well they are played by the same actor so obviously they are identical there's a few gaffes where todd is mistaken for terry and vice versa um and then you kind of have that kind of plays nicely off of the fact that everyone thinks that Todd is the killer when really Terry is. Mm-hmm. So when they actually, some there's points at which a character will think Todd is coming towards them and feel like, oh my God, it's it's the escaped murderer. He's here. I'm so scared. Then they realize it's Terry and they're like, oh, thank God, it's just Terry. And then Terry kills them. Yes, so that's exactly. kind of, that honestly is a shtick that does not get old it in doesn't. this film. I think they play it really wisely. And yeah. in the meantime, the mom is like losing her mind because she's worried about Todd escaping. She can't find Terry. She can't find her fiance. Early, early on in the movie, uh, spoiler alert, the fiance gets killed in what is probably the best kill in the whole movie when he gets his hand chopped off mm. while he's holding the beer can. Mm-mm. It's good. What's yeah, your think favorite? About the, think about the scene where... I won't. I don't want to give too much away because it comes towards the end. Someone opens the door oh, and yes. sees something. That's the best kill. Yeah, that is a really good one. I'm being purpose. I would also, to circle back to the mom, um, she does one of my, I just love touches in movies where things seem like so realistic, um, especially in a movie like this, which is kind of, you know, slashers are always kind of fantastical because it's not like, you know, not super realistic. But the mom um, stress cleans throughout the entire movie, and I really and relate to that. And stress eats where so. she's grabbing leftovers with her hands instead of using yeah. the utensil. I really, really <laughs> like that. Her performance uh, was really yeah. good. Um, she's great. The star of the movie, obviously, is Mark Soper, who played uh, Todd and Terry. To tell you that the first time I watched this film, I did not realize that the that well, these two were the same actor. I didn't. He His look is totally distinct. His attitude is totally distinct. He's his hair totally is different. different. Yes. Yeah, yeah. His hair is different. And so I texted you. I, I don't remember what I said, uh, but I said something about one of the characters still thinking that they were just twin actors, like the Weasley brothers or something. Mm-hmm. And like, you were like, would you believe me if I told you they were the same actor? And I thought, I thought you were pulling my leg. Yeah, so, I was not yeah, pulling I mean, it was pretty. Taylor. Yeah, it was um, pretty, I mean, really good, really it, good. It was a great job. Apparently, the actor was a real diva. Uh, he feuded a lot with the director, which I think is hilarious for a film that cost in the five digits uh, number, um, <laughs> but that he was a big diva. That was shot he, in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> that was shot in ja- and set in Jack. We could have done this on our uh, Florida Man episode, um, but 
Uh, I really, I really enjoyed his performance. He was great. Um, he really, as Terry, is like a real psychopath. I mean, he's really, really yeah. charming one moment. Yeah, and then yeah. really off he the rails charming. the other moment. Um, Todd is really sympathetic. You really feel bad for him. He's a little weasel, weasley wimp. Um, but, you know, you do feel bad for him because all these he's you know, trying to find Terry and stop this. But all the people are like, oh, you're the killer. I'm so scared. Um, so I thought the performances were really good for like a, you know, F grade slasher. You know, the, uh, the, it's not the most pretty looking movie in the world. Um, it's aged poorly, though they did a great job of restoring it, I think. Um, well, the special effects hold up. Yeah, to that's me. what I was going to say. Gore I think the uh, yeah. highlights of this film, not to, you know. Not to sound like a gore hound or anything, but, you know, they're really, really effective. Uh, the aforementioned hand cut is really, really cool. That blood just starts spurting out of his stump, and it's really silly. Um, you know, there's a machete through the chest that's really good. Um, there's one scene where uh, a woman is cut in two, and it's kind of messed up a little bit when you see the result of it. And it's, um, you know, very, very um, extreme but really, really, like, well done, despite the low budget. Um, and it kind of, you know, it adds a little bit of an edge to the movie. This movie, I wouldn't say, is, like, super mean. It is a little tongue-in-cheek in parts. But between the effects and the uh, breakdown of the mother and the relationship between the characters, which and- is really, like, incestual and weird, it is kind of a mean and a little bit of a dark movie, I thought. Yeah. And and the ending I think is very dark. It is. It is. Um, I, yeah. I it's like actually sad. It makes you feel really bad and then you think there might be like a happy you know, something after that and it just ends and you're like, Oh yeah. It kinda makes you feel yeah. weird. But I have to say, um, that this is one of those movies that it's better than you're than you're expecting like to all the listeners it's it is a really good movie like this is a movie that i'm not necessarily someone who's like all right thanksgiving gotta watch my horror movies like i don't really associate any (laughs) any particular films with thanksgiving but i think this is a really fun thanksgiving um horror movie and for a family like ours that except for our dad who's forced into it like enjoys horror movies i could see us watching this on thanksgiving and having a good and on a second the first time i watched this film it it was pretty affecting i thought it was pretty messed up and i i really liked it um the second time i was able to watch it a little bit more tongue-in-cheek kind of notice the more funny aspects of the film for example the one of his neighbors who's like a bachelorette and trying to uh woo this rich guy uh back at her home i thought that part was really really Uh funny of course uh terry ruins that um but um i don't know this is a better this movie is better than you would think it's one of my favorite slashers of all time um you know i'd say Check it out if you have. I think you said it's on Prime. Um, it's on. I think I, I want to say I watched it on Prime. I know yeah. it's on Shutter at the very least, mm-hmm. but um, people are waiting with bated breath. They want to know the results of the Thanksgiving game <laughs> test. So let okay. me get into Let's it. Let's go through them. Family conflict. Yeah. We got it in spades here. All right. This so, is a movie about family conflict. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from beginning to end, there is family conflict. We have a brother, uh, you know, framing another, his identical twin. We have a mom stress eating with her hands the leftovers. Um, at the dinner itself, Terry acts like a real dick. And then afterwards, yeah. cuts his stepdad's hand off. I mean, that's yeah. family conflict right there. So <laughs> if, you, if, if, if Thanksgiving to you is all about family conflict, this is the movie for you. Uh, <laughs> next one, cultural appropriation. I didn't see any Jacksonville cultural appropriate in this film. I thought it was very tastefully done. We got the very generic Jacksonville <laughs> apartment. 
we got some shots yeah. of nature mm-hmm. uh we didn't see like a homeless drunk on the side of the street or anything i thought that might have yeah been, that's very common for jacksonville but i didn't see any sunburnt rednecks no uh drunk, drunkenly screaming out of their pickup trucks mm-hmm. so yeah, um i think it was very tasteful they didn't try and act yeah. like jacksonville was there they didn't try and appropriate that culture now for uh native culture <laughs> uh no cultural appropriation there either so that's that's I was about to say, now for the real point of this question, uh, no, there wasn't that either. So, how many turkeys and how deadly? So, this movie kind of does a little bit of a bait and switch on you. At first, Terry grabs the turkey carver and is about to carve the turkey. Then he, I thought, kind of underhandedly, kind of a little bit of a prickish brat, is like, no, my new father, you're the man of the house now. You take the tur- turkey cutter. And so... Father goes and touches the turkey, and you're thinking, okay, this turkey cutter is going to play in somewhere. No. Front, somehow Terry yeah. finds a machete and is killing people with that thing. Where is the turkey mm-hmm. cutter? If I had one complaint about this film, is that even what it's <laughs> called? A turkey cutter? Turkey carver. You carve a turkey. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's like a big carve. It's called a carving, carving knife. Carving knife. Yes. Where's the carving yeah. knife, uh, folks? I mean, there, is there a deleted scene with the carving knife? Is there knife? any... I was hoping someone would choke on a turkey bone. There's none, none of none that. Of that. Um, no. Yeah, super disappointing. No breaking of the wishbone. Nothing mm-hmm. to like make a wish that someone dies. Um, and another aspect where this is a little disappointing: how many preparations of potato? Personally, I only saw mashed potatoes in this film. Very basic. I did see green green bean casserole, which is very rare for the South. So it makes me question this whole film overall. Is this? Do these you, people? No, from that's Jack- a Southern dish. I've only seen it in New Hampshire. I've, green bean casserole is a southern dish. Okay, folks, please email us and tell us of green bean casserole because we don't know. We've lived here for 20 years. We just don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, we lived here for 20 years, but since our family is from the north, we eat like weird northern food all the time. So we're very confused. Ambrosia. <laughs> we eat ambrosia salad. Um, you know what I was thinking about the Thanksgiving meal? And I, you know, single mom working hard. I'm not trying to judge. It was kind of a sad looking meal. Was there was only sad. like... There was only like four different dishes. And then these there neighbors, was like... they just met her there. It's like, oh my God, please get me out. I, this, is, this is a place I would want to get out of immediately. What, like, do the neighbors not have family? Maybe they don't. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of sad. Oh. Um, and then you just have... Terry I... has a lot of friends, though. That's Why that's isn't Terry's nice. friends coming over? That's what I want to know. Terry's and his girlfriend. So Terry's friends are like, all seem really cool. Then Terry's girlfriend has like a moment with like another one of Terry's friends. And I thought like, oh, this guy's going to be like gross or weird, but they actually just have like a nice conversation. Oh, they and had then a really nice friendship. Yeah. Like move on. Yeah. So the guy that I know like that's Jerry kind Seinfeld. of tangential, but yeah. <laughs> what? I thought that guy looked like Jerry Seinfeld to me. Oh, okay. I was like, New that York was not accent. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Anyway, um, let's, so let's wrap it up. That's my dream team test. Um, before I go, I'm just going to do my quick little tri- trivia thing. There's not obviously not much trivia on this film. It's a no-budget film that not too many people are aware of, but that hopefully, now that we're talking about it, more people will be aware of and check out. Um, but this is like many slashers of that era, was uh, had uh, many different titles, only four, including Blood Rage, uh, so it's not a ton. But it was initially released as the cut uh, uh, cut version with all the gore taken out as Nightmare at Shadow Woods, which is a really shitty uh, title um you'll notice at the beginning of the film the title card does not say blood rage does not say say nightmare at shadow woods it is the it says the original title of slasher another shitty title um and then they also considered the name complex um so i think mm. blood rage is very generic but it kind of conveys the film's kind of the way the film is to me a well, lot a, better 
it's a double entendre as mm-hmm. well. Like blood rage, like he's killing a lot of people. Blood rage, you're mad at your own blood. Like you're my blood. Oh, I'm gonna start calling you my blood. By the way, yes, I'm, like, uh, I my have brother, blood rage blood. right now because um, you keep. <laughs> I'm making you so angry. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much it. Blood rage. This is, uh, you know, by default, almost the best Thanksgiving film I've ever seen. Uh, best <laughs> Thanksgiving horror uh, film. What, yeah, oh, okay, I was about to say the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, that's or a good The one. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. That doesn't count as horror good. to me. Uh, the uh-huh. the Charlie Brown baldness always kind of throws me off a little bit. <laughs> but um, I feel bad for him. Well, I also I also like the Thanksgiving Eli Roth Thanksgiving uh, trailer, but that's two and a half oh. minutes. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. Uh, I think it's a great Thanksgiving horror film. Well, awesome. Um, I am gonna take us way down yes you i'm are. gonna t- we're riding high look I, and i'm I, gonna in just your defense, fucking sl- push us into the this gutter. is slim pickings <laughs> with this topic i don't I, if we decide so, to do this again next year i don't know what the f- i don't know what we're gonna do we're gonna have to do something different we're gonna have to do like har- harvest yeah, and i almost said harvest scarecrows. moon we're gonna have to do like harvest yeah scarecrows uh what did jay call it straw, <laughs> straw horror straw or something horror. <laughs> straw <laughs> okay um so my thinking on this was Every single time we pick an episode where I think there's an obvious choice, and I think you do this too, we try not to pick the obvious yeah, choice. Yeah, so totally. last year when we did Christmas, we didn't cover Black Christmas. And, you know, that's the first example that's coming to mind. So <laughs> yes. when you said Thanksgiving horror, I immediately thought Thanksgiving because that's the only Thanksgiving horror movie I've ever seen. Now, Thanksgiving is pretty obscure so i don't know why i didn't go with that um but i didn't i just googled thanksgiving horror movies and pretty much picked the only one that was not the one that you picked and that was available online um and so that film my friends is home sweet home which is a 1981 american slasher film Mm -hmm. this film and i will call it a film because it just still deserves it's still a film technically it I'll, I was thinking about it. We've been doing this podcast for like 14 months, I think. Mm-hmm. So like a year and change. I believe it's the worst film that I've watched it's for the It's worse than Gacy. That's the other one that comes to mind immediately. Yeah. It's worse than Gacy. Because I, I thought about it and I remember, I remember that we both were not high on Gacy, but we both were interested in watching it. Like we were like, Oh, we want to see what this is yeah. about. You know, it kind of checked a box for it didn't, us, like, you know, my brain shut but off like this one did. This one was like aggressively bad. And, <laughs> and let me, okay, let me just kind of give people the plot. So basically it stars this guy. He escapes interestingly also from a mental hospital. So we have a little bit of a sub theme going mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it says on the Wikipedia page that he's, <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face, a PCP addicted killer, <laughs> which I didn't know you could be addicted to PCP, but I, I guess you can. Um, and so he <laughs> escapes from a mental hospital and he basically terrorizes this, this group of people who are having Thanksgiving together. So at the beginning, the, so the beginning of the film I thought was kind of cool. It was, so it was like, good. Yes. Yeah. So you, you hear this radio announcement and it's like, you know, killer on the loose PCB or whatever. And then killer on the loose. <laughs> he's fucking high on bath salts. And so he like walks up. Well, sorry, you don't know. This guy just walks up to a car and the guy in the car, um, like asks him if he needs a ride or a smoke or something like that. And then the guy who had walked up to him, like kills him and steals his car. And you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be cool. You then proceed to go to a house with so many fucking characters. I, I truly 
can't even. So there's various groups of people. You wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. You forgot the part where he runs over that old lady. That was the best part of the. Okay, he runs. Yeah, sorry, he runs over an old (laughs) lady just for the hell of it. He's high on PCP. Okay, (laughs) thank you. No, you're so right. That's the best part of the film. And so, okay, there's a guy and his girlfriend. The guy is the roommate, is the housemate of the main guy who owns the house where this is all taking place. He's like a washed up, uh, like old record producer or whatever. So there's that couple. Then there's the record producer guy and his girlfriend. Then there's another random girl. Then there's another random guy who has a girlfriend. Her name is Maria. I remember that only because she only speaks in Spanish, which I thought was a little problematic. Then the main guy who owns the house, um, he has a son and a (laughs) daughter. The son's the the best character in the film. The son is the best character in the film. He's a kiss. He's a kiss um, enthusiast, I guess you'd say. He has kiss makeup on the whole time. He does magic tricks. That's dope. So dope. And his his name is Mistake, which I don't know (laughs) if that is a nickname or... I mean, I find that very disturbing. And then the daughter... He's running... Let me just add one more part. He's running around with a portable amp and playing guitar in everybody's face. And people are getting murderously angry. They're talking about killing this kid openly. I mean, look, he's annoying as shit, but he'll go play a guitar lick in someone's face. And people are like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill that kid and start chasing him everywhere. It's, a, it's, it's just well, he incredible. keeps on He keeps on walking in on people having sex, which... Hey, 16, come on. I also... But I and that's not the problem. The problem to me is that people get to this house and immediately like, let's Let bone. It. And I'm like... Let me just be clear. Uh, okay. I don't think... Even if you're 16, you're not allowed to watch people having sex. I That was a joke. It's weird. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, okay. And then he has a younger sister who I looked it up and she um, is the actress who's like the main like teenage girl in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, so yeah. So that's kind of cool. She went on to have a career. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you... It's exhausting. Basically, the film... Okay, you. it's so hard to keep track of what everyone is doing and who they are. Um, it, Like, uh, I honestly don't know why they're all there. Like, that's not explained. Like, it's the Thanksgiving. Re- I don't, that's it. I mean, that's I only, just don't... I don't know how I they're related, how they're friends or anything. And here, here's the thing. Like, it's a slasher. We don't need to really, like, have some deep character <laughs> development. But I didn't know where they who they were to such an extent that I was confused about what was going on. It took me a long time to realize like, oh, this is the girlfriend of the guy who owns the house and oh, this is like I didn't know who Mistake was for a really long time. <laughs> I thought he was just like I thought he was like a kid that the washed up record producer like had mistakenly signed or something. Like, you I, know, I could to, like, not figure out who he was. I thought he to me Especially with the makeup on, he could. I thought he was like a thirty-year-old man just running around in mine. No, he was like a kid. Yeah. yeah well, then I I figured that out later on. But at first, he's. I'm just like, what the? F- what is going on here? He's just running around on fountains yeah. and playing a guitar. What? So the PCP addicted killer gets to the house and starts killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. like that's the whole movie. There are some okay kills. There are a lot of. Bad boring ones. kills. I I would say the best kill is definitely when the guy gets his head smashed in the car um hood. Yeah. I my biggest um, issue is in stark contrast to Blood Rage, you don't see anything. Like I thought some of the kill setups were good. I didn't think any of the actual kills were good because I'm like let me see this guy's head. I mean, look, I sound like a f- maniac whenever I talk about this stuff like this, but if I'm going to watch a bad movie you know, yeah. I wouldn't say Blood Rage is an award-winning movie, 
And but it really is elevated by its practical effects because you're just having fun watching this. Oh stuff, yeah, and you're really. You it's know, a great. It movie. adds a lot yeah. to it. This one is the opposite. If it had some like gnarly kills, at least it would have had some redeeming qualities. But you know, again, I thought the car uh, the car hood was good. I thought the way that mistake died was interesting. Uh, you know, getting yeah. electrocuted. Um, and I will say, and I, I, it was not tongue in cheek to say mistake was the best character. I think that he has some legitimately funny moments that if the other characters had been developed a little bit better would have played better. Like it's, it's legitimately funny that he's like a kiss enthusiast who likes to do magic tricks. Like that's a funny setup, you know, I'm a rocker rock on (laughs) just like generic (laughs) shit like that. It has oh a lot, my god! I, I mean, has I a honestly lot of so bad it's good qualities that I think you want from a movie like this. Like, if it's gonna be bad, give us. So but bad here's it's the good. thing, like, yeah, uh, here's the thing though. Like, I would not recommend watching this movie, and I know we never say that on the podcast, but like, it's not good. It it's not shot very well, which again would be fine if there was a good like version of it out. Like, you know, we don't expect every film, and if you've been listening to this podcast, and you know this, like. We don't expect every film to be, like, Oscar-worthy, like, type of cinematography, but it's hard to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a difficult movie to watch, and the plot is confusing, and there's not things to look forward to. So, like, in a bad movie where you've seen something crazy at the beginning, like, a good kill or something, then you can at least be like, oh, well, maybe there will be more of this. This, after the old lady gets <laughs> run over, which happens at about minute three or four that's like the craziest thing that happens so it's it is pretty great i mean i hate it i I hate to say it but it's it's not great this movie's not great it's actively bad but and i would not recommend people watch it yeah but if you even are a little bit interested maybe check out the first three or four minutes of the films because it starts with him just just going bonkers on some pcp he steals the car (laughs) and then he hits an old lady that's as best as it's gonna get and it's right at the beginning so if you want to check this one on youtube that's a fun little. I mean, you know, hitting an old lady is pretty funny. Uh, no, no yeah. offense to my grandma or anything if she's listening, but you know, it is kind of a. <laughs> it's, it was a funny moment, and I thought that was what the film was yeah. going to be. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was a film that was taking itself probably way too seriously, yes. um, and also with again only tenuous ties to Thanksgiving, which will, I guess, it'll get me into my. Um, my list here, my uh, my Thanksgiving dream team list. <laughs> Number one is their family conflict. There's a son named Mistake. Mistake. So, like, yes, there is family conflict. Um, I hope that's just the daughter name. is. I don't think it is because I looked it up name. and I can't. <laughs> his legal name is Mistake. Um, that's that's a problem. Not, not and yeah, I, a lot of the conflict revolves around like him. I would say within this like family friend unit. Um, so yeah, there's, there's mild family conflict, but not like blood rage level family conflict. No. Um, two is their cultural appropriation. As I said, Maria only, um, only speaks Spanish and only sings in Spanish. And that's not obviously culturally appropriative, but it's clear that no one there understands Spanish. (laughs) And so she has like a boyfriend that can't understand her. I mean, question mark. So I, I. I thought that was weird. Um, I couldn't figure out if they were like, because she like sings throughout the whole thing. She very clearly like wants to be a star and she's at this like record player's house. So that felt very weird to me. Um, and she's like sexualized throughout a lot of the movies. So that kind of sucks. That's not a cultural appropriation, but that's just an observation. Mm-hmm. 
that I, I had. also I didn't like how number three mistake uh-huh. appropriated mime culture, French mime culture, in his makeup. But when you said it's kiss makeup, that made a lot more sense to me because I thought yeah. he looked like a mime, and I was going to go off on. Oh that. no, it's kiss makeup. He's a rocker. That he like, you're he you're plays... totally right. I thought he was appropriating <laughs> mime culture. So as you were. <laughs> um, and number three, how many turkeys are they, and how they're and how deadly are they? Well, there is a turkey. There is a meal. They don't ever really eat it because the power goes out um, before they're done preparing the meal. Um, so you never really see them eat, which I guess leads me to my fourth point. How many different preparations of potato do we witness? I think I see some mashed potatoes, but pathetic. It's I mean, pathetic. it's pathetic. I will say this spread just based on the table alone and the fact that they discuss appetizers definitely more substantive than the blood rage spread. Yes, wouldn't a- you agree? The, the ap- presence of appetizers alone. I think I saw someone drinking a beer in there. Uh, mm. That's a plus uh, yeah, on its side. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, side note: if you don't have appetizers for your Thanksgiving meal, like what are you doing? You can't. People are okay, going to starve. They're just going to starve. Here, agree with me here. A proper Thanksgiving is when you show up to the dinner table already full because <laughs> you've eaten so many appetizers. Yeah, you're full like, of jalapeno poppers, uh, shrimp yeah. cocktail. Um, I've had so much cheese ball by the time by the time I sit down to Thanksgiving meal yeah. that I never want to look at food again. I feel like an Oompa Loompa so. before I'm eating Thanksgiving. <laughs> and that's the good thing. Um, well, okay. So home sweet home. Um I guess also known as Slasher in the House. That's a little bit of trivia. Not a great film. Um, I actively disliked it, and not even like in a fun way. Like we've talked on the on the pod about movies that we don't particularly like before, but at least like again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but like Hereditary. But at least I have things to discuss with that. Like, oh, I didn't like it because of these reasons. Home Sweet Home is just like. Boring. Can you imagine like, if we had like. picked this for like some sort of like substantively themed episode? Like you chose Home Sweet oh, Home I don't know what for I would do. toxic masculinity or something. <laughs> Wait, what would we? Talk I would have done a different movie. Yeah, totally. I would have done a different movie. Um, like I was so busy up until this past Friday because I was studying for a big test that I think if we had picked it for a substantive episode, I. I might have wanted to even push the podcast recording back just because, like, I need. I would have had to pick a different yeah. movie to watch. Not a great film, um, but we're bound to pick not a great some film, bad but... ones every once in a while. Oh, I know. I That's what I was going to say, too. First of all, um, I do want to point out that it's one of um, very few slasher films, especially in the 80s, directed by a woman. Her name uh, is Nettie Pena. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's like a cool aspect of this. Um, wish that she had tied her name to a better um, film. But, uh, you know, that's it's about 30 years too late for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've done this podcast for a, a decent amount of time now. We've covered over 100 films at this point, you know, between top 10 lists and, and all the rest of it. The fact that we've covered one bad film, Home Sweet Home, and one just kind of okay film, Gacy, I feel pretty good about that. You know, I'd have to go back through our old episodes. I bet you I can point out a few more stinkers. Um, But, you know, why not? Why be negative? Let's be positive right now. We've only had one bad movie ever, folks. Right? Okay. I don't remember any other stinkers. Well, I'd have to think about it. You know, I'm not thinking off the top of my head. Um, so this was... I feel like you're, I feel like you're like, trying to be negative to mm-hmm. the listeners, but it's okay. Listeners, Mostly Taylor's I, picks. We've only covered good films. I, I only picked good That's films. That's not... Okay. 
Okay. I um, feel like that's anyway, weird. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's not a great film. Um, and I, I'm sorry that I picked a stinker, but to be fair, you really wanted to do a Thanksgiving episode. And so um, perhaps uh, the move next year is to do, yeah, a straw-headed horror, horror episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or something of that nature. Because otherwise, a... I think we just have Thanksgiving left. Yeah. Well, maybe we can do a <laughs> um, Scarecrow movie challenge where we watch one Scarecrow movie a week per every week all over through the year does that sound good um 52 scarecrow movies no i definitely don't want to do that okay <laughs> no, i don't want to do that uh, uh, 52 scarecrow movies it is and so okay. <laughs> okay um but <laughs> as we have done in the past on our holiday episodes uh and me and curtis love to do this and we assume everyone else loves it when we do this because totally. actually our holiday episodes usually get a little bit more uh, listeners than regular episodes, so we assume people like it. But we like to do themed questions to each other mm. um, related to the holiday. I always think they're a lot of fun. If you really hate them, uh, well, you can unsubscribe first of all. But second <laughs> of all, if you want to email us with any, if you want to email us with any other ideas for what you would like to see on these kind of holiday themed episodes, I, I mean, we would love it. So mm. um, I'll leave that on the table, but. Um, to kind of round out our Thanksgiving coverage, Curtis, do you want to start? We prepared, we've prepared three Thanksgiving themed questions for each other. So right. I'll let I'll let you start. So, um, okay, I hope to God that we did not have any overlapping questions. That would be hilarious uh, if we did. But <laughs> okay. my first question is uh, an homage to Terry in Blood Rage, who um, at least three <laughs> or four times licked the blood off of his shirt and said, "That's not cranberry sauce." Um, he just kept repeating it over and over again. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are very aware, Terry. It was very funny, to be fair. We are very aware, <laughs> Terry, that blood is not cranberry sauce, but thank you for letting us know. Taylor, what is your favorite form of cranberry sauce? Do you like I'm the, so glad you asked the that jello cause... can or like actual cranberries? I'm so glad you asked that, Curtis, because I'm actually not a fan of cranberry sauce in the can wow. or fresh. However, at my work this year we had our thanksgiving potluck on thursday and everyone in the office knows i'm a vegan because um i'm not sure it's not like i tell them or anything no i'm just kidding i have told people um and so someone walked up yeah i tell every i just walk into the building every morning and i'm like hello i'm vegan um but one of the one of the very nice women in my office came up to me she was very excited she said i just want you to know that my homemade cranberry sauce is vegan. Um, and so I, I hope you, you know, I hope you enjoy it or whatever. So I, out of obligation, did eat some of the cranberry sauce. And it wasn't bad. And I think maybe if I had fresh cranberry sauce, I would enjoy it over some tofurkey, maybe some stuffing. Um, so I think I would, I, I would eat fresh cranberry sauce, but the gelatinous cranberry sauce out of the can with the ridges still in it, I can't do it. It's too gross. I'm so sorry. that's my shit is the gelatinous cranberry sauce. I love putting it on top, <laughs> a piece of tofurkey. I like, I'm a layerer when it comes to uh, Thanksgiving food because I like getting all those flavors at once, which is why I also like making sandwiches mm-hmm. uh, with leftovers mm. afterwards because you can just get it all layered. I'm a canned cranberry sauce yes. hoe. Uh, I like that uh, quite a bit, um, which is weird because I really don't like Jello uh, in general. And it is kind of, it has, it's a little bit grittier consistency than Jello, which sounds uh, gross when I say it all out loud. That's gross. Um, mm. But I quite yeah. enjoy it. I'm, uh, I drink cranberry juice almost every morning, so I'm a big cranberry guy. 
Um, I well, I never. And that's the thing is that I actually really like cranberry juice, mm. so I don't know why I don't like cranberries. I don't know. Well, I was just going to close with saying that I am never the type that says that's not cranberry <laughs> sauce because I always have cranberry sauce on my plate. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, Taylor, what's your first question? I don't. I- Oh, sorry. I just have to point out that you and I are always stepping all over each other's punchlines on this podcast. <laughs> it's very annoying. I'm sorry. That was a good pot. That was a good um, punchline I you just had wrapped there, it up by the way. Perfectly, and you ruined it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my first Thanksgiving question is: What is your favorite Thanksgiving memory? Something that happened on Thanksgiving? Mm, I don't know. I have memories of just like. Not necessarily specific things, but um, memories of our Uncle Bob on Thanksgiving bringing shrimp cocktail and just sitting, like, posting (laughs) up on one of the stools and eating about 50 shrimp before dinner. Uh, That's a good memory. (laughs) I really enjoy um, watching football with uh, my grandparents and my dad and our dad. Excuse, Those are – we share grandparents and a father, uh, folks. Um, I enjoy watching (laughs) football and falling asleep. That's a fun memory. Uh, Every time I – you know, we don't have a big enough family to do this consistently, but um, playing football on Thanksgiving, I've done that with friends too. That's just a fun, fun thing. So it's not specific moments. Um, I don't think anybody's mm. uh, fallen back in a chair on our Thanksgivings. Uh, that usually happens other times. Unfortunately, Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of those types of things are my favorite memories. Well, I'm surprised you didn't mention the time that um, Uncle Bob bought the frozen Texas toast and then demanded space in the oven for his Texas toast and how angry that made. That was, that's probably, that's one of my favorite memories. My single favorite, uh, my single favorite memory though is also Uncle Bob um, centered. Um, My boyfriend, Justin, was able to meet him before he passed away, which was, you know, very special to me. Um, but in true Uncle Bob fashion, um, one of the activities that we did when once they met was p- to play Uno. And our Uncle Bob used to do this thing where he would try to pretend that he was like remaining cool, but really he would be simmering underneath. And Justin <laughs> won like two games of Uno and, uh, and Uncle Bob just kept on saying, oh, that's very good, Justin. But really, you could tell he was really pissed. He also loved making alliances just, and then just immediately turning on yes. you without second thought. Yeah. So if you're sitting four, you know, if there's four of you and you're sitting kind of like at a square table. So the natural alliance to make is with the person across yes. from you. But um, even if you were sitting across from Uncle Bob, he would always find a way to fucking screw yes. you over. If Absolutely. Pissed him off. He would encourage the person. Oh, you play, play the wild plus four. I mean, you got to get rid of it, don't you? <laughs> no, don't play the game. Yeah, he would always. That. Similarly, when we would play Yahtzee, his suggestion was. Well, you could always cross off Yahtzee. It's like, no, I'm not going to cross off Yahtzee. That's the best move. He was the worst sport. (laughs) Good shit. So good. All right. Anyway, your turn. (laughs) Uh, So my number two is what is your favorite non-food activity? We all have our favorite foods and things like that. What's your favorite thing? So I kind of just described some of my favorite memories. I'm going to kind of go with those. Like those are kind of my favorite non. Well, I guess the cocktail shrimp was something I observed him doing. So that's not a non-food thing. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I like watching football. I like napping. Uh, what's your favorite non-food activity on Thanksgiving? Um, well, I have to say um, you're not a big chef on Thanksgiving. I have to help with cooking a lot on Thanksgiving. I don't have time to fall asleep to the football game. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with <laughs> – that was really bitchy. That was I'm going to go with – well, 
I, I I hate to say it, but I'm a Black Friday shopper. Um, our mom hasn't really quite grasped that people don't get up at 4 a.m. just for shigs mm-hmm. anymore for Black Friday. So, um, but she will get us up at, I'm not even the crack of dawn, like before dawn. The ass crack. And we will go out. She always, yeah, she'll um that she's a big spender. She'll always get us a um like a coffee or something, and we go out. We have a really good time. Um, do some shopping for like two or three hours, and then we get brunch. Um, and then come home and then I usually take a nap and I just think it's just really fun. It's like a nice, um, time that I get to spend with her, get some shopping done, get, hit some, hit some deals. Mm. But you know, we, we don't really do the whole like, oh, I need to get this particular yeah. thing. So it doesn't feel stressful. It's just fun. Yeah, that's, you know, that so stresses me out yeah. way too much. I remember, uh, a few black Fridays ago, <laughs> I had to like sprint to get a switch that was like 200 bucks now and now they're all 200 bucks so it's like what did i do that for (laughs) but um anyway that's good what's uh what's so what's your number two okay so um my number two is what what is your least favorite thanksgiving dish I hope our mom isn't listening because anything I say is going to. She she's our most she's our most faithful listener but yeah I should caveat it with like Let's say our mom, sh- we, every year we have like the same 10 things. We have a lot of different things. Um, what is like your least favorite? So let me preface them? this by saying I like almost <laughs> one of my favorite times that she cooks is Thanksgiving because she makes so many great dishes that I really do enjoy because I do not want to sound mean, but ambrosia, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Is it supposed to be a dessert? Am I supposed to eat it with my food? It's good. Oh my god! It's good. That's a thing. It's, well, well, pause. Can, can you explain to the listeners what ambrosia salad is? Because I swear I to you, cannot. I swear I to you, mom found this in a 1954 Southern Living, and she thinks everyone knows what I ambrosia salad is. I cannot is. explain to you what it is because I have no clue. I just know it tastes good. It has like it has marshmallow like maybe fruit. Um, no, it's not marshmallows. It's fruit. There's like different kinds of canned fruit, I think, and and uh, Cool Whip maybe. Cool Whip maybe. Right? Yeah, maybe Cool Whip. Anyway. Yeah. It, look, <laughs> even with ambrosia, it's still good. Um, I just don't oh, understand. It's like a five out of ten dish for me. There's nothing that my mom makes on Thanksgiving that's below a five out of ten, unless right. she like. I think that's important fucks to up know. The yeah. Green beans or something. Um, yeah, which she doesn't. Which she do. never does. Uh, but yeah. yeah, ambrosia. I don't get. I, what is it? I don't get it. I don't understand. It's it's a it's a salad in the way that like southern people say salad when they don't actually mean salad like it's it's i think it's like a sweet side i'm pretty but sure it's, not it's from joy of cooking circa 1949 or something i think you're right oh i think that. it's from a southern living because i know because she keeps the recipe book our mom does not get any recipes off the internet, friends. Like, that's not a thing that Becky does. She has a recipe book that Natalie made her, actually, from when she was, like, nine years old. And she has, like, all these little cutout recipes. And I know that the ambrosia salad is from a Southern living. Because it's, like, one of those ones where the picture is on one side and the recipe's on the other side. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, um, so, if she lost that recipe, it would curtain. not uh, upset me all that much. <laughs> She's had it. She, of course, has it memorized. You know that. <laughs> what's your what's, So what's well, your least favorite food? Okay, and again, I think that we've stressed enough that we love our mother's cooking and that she can do no wrong on Thanksgiving. And I would like to say, like a lot of moms out there, she puts in a lot of effort, and we very much appreciate it, you know? Yes, of course. I will say, and I she knows this, like, so I don't feel that bad. I don't like, I don't like sweet potato casserole. Oh, see, that's I my don't favorite. like sweet potatoes. That's my favorite. And I, I'm not I a sweet potato I don't like sweet potatoes when they are... No, I like sweet potatoes okay, but not when they're prepared 
with other sweet foods. Like, unless it's a sweet potato pie. So I know I'm mincing words, but like the sweet potato casserole has brown sugar on mm. top and the whole thing is just too so good. like it's it's too goopy without anything like crispy in there to kind of mix it up so it's just like a mouthful of of goo and i don't like See, that. i'm the it's, exact opposite when it comes to sweet potatoes i don't <laughs> want sweet potato savory i want i just want it sweet it's sweet i want mm. it to be sweet uh that's why i love sweet yeah. potato pie so much I'm not a fan. Occasionally, I'll take a little bit with the brown sugar topping. So it's like half and half sweet potato, brown sugar topping. Um, I'll do that on occasion just so I don't so hurt her feelings. So you're the one that where she I go does into get her the, the leftovers and it's just sweet potatoes there. Okay. Noted. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, All right. My well, what's final, your number three? Yeah, my final is, and I'm going to actually expand this question. I was going to say, what is your favorite Thanksgiving episode of a TV show? But like, what's your th- favorite Thanksgiving media i guess um well you could just say favorite episode oh of a gosh. tv show but yeah do you like the macy's day parade but do you like uh spongebob's thanksgiving episode uh anything like that wow i honestly can't nothing is immediately springing to mind we're not really a huge macy's day parade yeah family mm-hmm. um we don't really watch that and uh, as i said i do i I don't do a lot of the cooking, but I, I'm kind of like mom sous chef and I'll like hang out in the kitchen with her. So I don't even really watch that much um, football. So, gosh, that's it's hard to say. I know it sounds I guess the only thing I can think of is the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. That's a good one. Um, I do enjoy that because, um, yeah, I don't watch a ton of like Thanksgiving media. I'm sure there's like a Parks and Rec thanksgiving episode yeah. that i'm not thinking of yeah. that i would it is probably actually my favorite with, with pawnee's history that, with natives i'm sure there's a great thanksgiving episode yeah. that i'm forgetting too. yeah and and also weirdly enough there's an episode of 30 rock um that's actually a christmas episode um that is coming to mind that maybe i'll cover on our christmas episode but um yeah i can't really think of mm. anything thanksgiving wise sorry so what about my, you a runner-up is i love the rugrats thanksgiving uh episode it's oh, very touching yeah that's good uh, it's really good yeah but my favorite uh thanksgiving episode of anything of all time is on tim and eric's um show uh the uh thanksgiving special on this is a hard one to explain if you've never seen it there is a character grum who is like the most horrifying shitty children's character of all time um but in this fake universe that tim and eric have created is like a superstar um and is being interviewed about his uh thanksgiving special and it's just him on the mayflower uh looking upon natives eating like (laughs) sweet potato pie and stuff and, and they're they're he's explaining that they're eating thanksgiving dinner and it's just very stupid uh and it always cracks me up whenever i see it and uh he also mentions ambrosia hmm. in that uh so oh, okay so maybe that is a thing maybe thing. i mean I the natives know. ate it in uh 1620 so it's a very classic apparently well i have to say that my third question is not what is your favorite um thanksgiving food um, I guess you already answered that, but I was, I thought that you would have that as a question, so I did not ask it as a question. But you said your favorite Thanksgiving food is uh, the sweet potato casserole. Honestly, it, it, that's number two. I like stuffing the most. I mean, I'm oh, a stuffing, stuffing freak. Yeah. If I ate it all the time, I yeah. wouldn't like it as much. But I think because you only eat it once a year and it's so mm-hmm. tasty, you're just like, it's my favorite. That's Yeah, stuffing is good. I think my favorite is, well, 
we're Polish, so we actually usually have two or three different potato dishes. Yes. I love mashed potatoes. Me I too. love mashed potatoes. However, our mom also makes something called bubble I and squeak. I love that shit. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> bubble and squeak is, for those of you who are fucking living under a rock, is a... <laughs> or living is in a, 2019 and not 1950. <laughs> and not 1950s, like, war-torn Poland. Um, it's a, like, potato dish with cabbage and it's topped with cheddar cheese it's very good it's, um it's called bubble and squeak for the sound that it makes when you eat it which is bubble, so gross the cheese bubbles and yeah, then when you bite and into the it cabbage the cabbage squeaks cabbage yeah. squeaks yes anyway uh, i love i love mashed potatoes with gravy our dad always makes sure to make us some um vegetarian gravy mm-hmm. and um because he's in charge of the turkey um and i love that's probably my favorite 10 minutes yeah, to carve so. that thing even like halfway through he's a very meticulous and every carver. every single year our mom says, well, Doug, I prepared the meal for one, uh, one o'clock, so we're eating at one, so you need to figure it out. Every single year, mm-hmm. that's what she and says. And then we end up eating very at uncomfortable. Like 1.45. Two. Uh, yeah, so. right. So you would think she would just start preparing the meal for two, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, you know. Okay. So my actual last question, though, is if you could add one thing to our traditional Thanksgiving meal, maybe something that you had at a friend's house that they make for Thanksgiving, you're like, that's really mm-hmm. good. I, I wish we had that. Like, what would it be? So this is a no-brainer for me. So... Uh, in the South, a like no questions asked, like up there almost with like turkey uh, dish that people serve is macaroni and cheese. And I believe we may have had macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving before, but it really, to me, I want macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving. I, I love macaroni and cheese. I never eat it now because I don't make it for myself. Um, and if I could add one thing to Thanksgiving every year that we don't have, it's macaroni and cheese. Uh, and Maybe another preparation of potato, maybe some al gratin. Uh, you know, maybe switch up the potato. <laughs> we need a third one. <laughs> well, maybe switch up yeah. the potato preparation. Maybe have some pierogies, too. That'd be really good. But um, oh, that would top, be good. top of my list is mac and cheese because, you know, when I have a work potluck, for example, one of the first items that someone puts down is mac and cheese um, right behind turkey. So, yeah, that's going to be that's my choice. Definitely, that's definitely a southern thing. Um, I have to tell you, Chris was absolutely appalled when he found out that we don't eat yeah, mac and cheese everybody at Christmas. Is. Everybody, or at Thanksgiving. everybody yeah. from the South is appalled by that. And I'm like, look, and I'm I, with you. I, I had thought that was my answer until I remembered um, green bean casserole. Oh, I love yeah. green bean casserole so That's much. I think really what I love is fried onions, but I love green bean casserole. And here's the thing. Our mom hates green bean casserole, so, so we will never have it at a Thanksgiving meal. Oh, That's what it's it's no. like out of reach. She's to gonna, me, she's you know? gonna hear this and be like, "Oh, honey, if I knew you wanted it, I would." It's <laughs> yeah. like, "Mom, I told you like five <laughs> five million times." I literally just... well, the other day she texted me, Natalie. She said, "Of course, she didn't text you because she doesn't expect you to cook at Thanksgiving. She's very <laughs> traditional that way." But she texted me and Natalie. She said, "Well, what are you making this year?" And we just we discussed making green bean casserole, and she said, "Well, no, I don't like it." Oh, so she knows we want it, Curtis. What needs to happen is that you need to tell well, her. Well, I'm not going to be at Thanksgiving this year because I'll be in beautiful Key West for Thanksgiving this year. <sighs> That's so frustrating. <laughs> I guess another year without green bean casserole for me, but... Yeah, as soon as I All ask right, well... her, be like, yeah, I've wanted it for years. Like, oh my God, I cannot... <laughs> That is so irritating. Oh, my God. All right. Well, anyway, that was really fun as usual. I hope other people think this is fun. And if you have any um, Thanksgiving memories, Thanksgiving foods, if you want to yell at us for not eating mac and cheese, you can always email us um, or find us on our social medias. But um, to wrap out our Thanksgiving um, episode, I guess we will just hop into our last segment here real quick. What have you been watching lately? So um, not much, I will say. Uh, admit oh, okay. it. Well, <laughs> 
I have a good reason. <laughs> um, you know, after my 31 Days of Horror, where I watched 37 films, um, my new focus has kind of been wa- on watching 2019 films, which I have done a few of those that I don't want to cover just in case um, we do end up covering them uh, in like mini reviews. I don't know. But also because our, with our top 10 of the years, end of the years, fastly, fast approaching, um, I kind of want to leave a little bit of suspense for that. Um, also, one of the things I have started doing is playing uh, a new video game, Death Stranding, which some listeners might be aware of. Uh, it's very strange. Uh, it has some horror elements to it. It's very post-apocalyptic. Um, but it has uh, hindered my uh, movie watching uh, escapades. And also, I've been watching Star Wars, and I also watched the first two Godfather movies. Not horror films at all. Um, but I'm trying to catch up on some Star Wars stuff before Rise of Skywalker comes out. So horror-wise, I have watched some. Um, in fact, I've watched four 2019 films since the last time we've recorded. But again, I don't want to cover them now, just in case we do like a mini mini review. or um, So I can, have a, again, have a little bit of anticipation for the end of the year. So um, stay tuned for that, because I, um, I don't know about you, Taylor, but 2019 is really turning out to be a very strong year uh in horror for me uh in this past few months i've really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that i have watched that have come out the past few months and i'm really excited to present i think my list most certainly will be better than the one last year in terms of the i've you know compared them the quality of movie has just been is much better on my list this year so i'm really excited to present that so uh definitely keep your uh i think we'll be releasing that around closer to christmas time so keep uh keep an eye out for that yeah um i towards probably in about august september i started feeling real nervous about the 2019 horror film situation um i just hadn't seen a lot of good films um and i had been disappointed by a few of the films that had come out um and so but now um i too have been trying to catch up on some 2019 films and i have some more that i'm planning on watching and have kind of like my strategy for how i'm going to catch them um before our episode um, but I, I don't know. I'm not feeling as strong as I was last year. Not to, I mean, we're kind of spoiled for horror movies in this day and age. And so that's definitely not an indictment at all. It's just kind of comparatively speaking to last year. I think 2019 has still been a really strong year. Um, but so recently I finished, um, took my certification exam, everybody, and I passed. Woo. Um, and so, whoop, whoop. And so <laughs> I actually have, I suddenly have a lot more time. Um, which just feels really awesome. I don't feel fucking stressed all the time anymore. I feel like relaxed and I mean, it's just like a wonderful feeling. But anyway, I've been. <laughs> Let's um, hear more about that. Actually. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like this is like an advice podcast again, which is what I secretly want this podcast to be. Um, but um, so I uh, that being said, I've been catching up actually on some TV shows. So I, too, have not been watching as much horror, but um, two of my favorite T- sorry, three of my favorite TV shows either just recently released new seasons to Netflix slash are currently airing. So I've been watching like, wow, four actually. So I've been watching The Good Place oh, and Silicon Valley, which Place. have, um, yeah, which have uh, seasons out right now. And then on Netflix, um, the fifth season of Shit's Creek was added. Um, not super recently, but I hadn't watched it because of all my studying. So I watched that. And then one of my all-time favorite shows, um, BoJack Horseman, has its last mm. uh, season out. So I've been watching that. So I know that's not horror, but, you know, the listeners should know that we don't only watch horror. So I've been watching a lot of kind of trying to catch up on all the TV that I hadn't um, 
that I hadn't had time to watch. Yeah. Um, but I have I have had some time for two very fun films, and I know these are films you've watched as well. Um, one, I think it's 2017 or 2016, The Babysitter. Oh, I love that. I, yeah. Oh my god, I put it off for literal years and I deeply regret it. Mm. It was extremely fun and I highly recommend it. It's again a teen drama horror film which you know we're huge Our real films is a big proponent yes, of. So, we're yeah. huge fans. Um it has a very um very good cast, um very good like fast, you know, plot. Um I thought it was not like super scary, but it was very like action um oriented and i just it was perfect when i watched it i like it was probably like three days before i took my test and i was like i need to relax i just wanted i just need to do something you know i was like so stressed and i i laughed i mean like i had such a great time watching it so i really recommend that um and then today i was able to catch um and this might be one of the films you were referring to so sorry to step on your toes but i did watch little monsters today um starring lupita nyong'o um, it's on Hulu. Um, it was released in Australia. You said like maybe last, a year yeah, or two ago. Last year, I think. Yeah. And then it came to but the it States was, this year. It came to the States this year. So we're counting it as a 2019 horror film. Cause that's the first year that we were able to watch it. Um, and little monsters. It's basically like a, a zombie movie where Lupita Nyong'o plays a kindergarten teacher. Um, she's there with the chaperone and they have to like protect the kids from this zombie invasion. And it's, extremely cute like and i don't usually love like cutesy films but i thought it was really cute and a legitimately funny film so i would say if you have hulu to check it out it was the first film that i've seen in a while that has kind of that Shaun of the dead energy and if you're a fan of the Shaun of the dead you know that film's not very scary but it has like emotional parts it has some like good zombie action um i you know obviously you know, the, the Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and those films that I think it's Edgar Wright makes those films. They have their, like, really distinct style. Um, so I wouldn't, like, take that comparison too far. But I just got the same kind of vibe from this film as I got from, like, Shaun of the Dead. It wasn't scary. It was a, it was decidedly, like, a horror comedy. But it had a lot of heart. Yeah. And I really liked that. And I don't I don't tend to like horror comedies. So if you're like me and they're not up your alley... This is an actually funny movie, first of all, and I think it has, like, pretty broad comedic appeal. And also, it's just, like, really cute. Unless you're, like, one of those people who's, like, I absolutely hate kids, then you might not think it's that cute. Um, But, uh, and I was actually watching it with Justin. He caught probably three-fourths of it, and he related it to Cooties. I don't know if you were ever able to catch that film. I don't think so, no. It's... It's kind of a similar setup. It's basically um, a zombie outbreak happens while all of these people are at school. So it's like the teachers and the kids trying to survive like the zombie outbreak. And it's a similar kind of feel, similar horror comedy. I didn't think Cooties was as funny as Little Monsters, but Justin said he thought it was funnier. So well, ju- Justin if, if, likes if, movies honestly, in if, general. So yeah, Justin likes everything. <laughs> so, but I would say, I mean, if you are into um, horror comedies, I think zombie horror comedies are usually the funniest totally. so um if 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 that's kind of a direction you want to go in i think there's i mean obviously there's Shaun of the dead but like cooties little monsters um there's a lot to lot to choose from there so uh well cool um that concludes our thanksgiving episode uh we covered one surprisingly good movie well, and one deeply deeply troubling Taylor, movie um, um before i yes. forget don't forget we have a new um email that we need to read before we uh Oh my god, we do. We do. This actually came in 
probably like a day or two after we recorded, but I kept it on red so I would remember to read it, and I'm glad I did. Um, it's uh-huh. it's from our dear dear listener Colin, uh, who has emailed us before, um, and he wanted to talk about the lighthouse a little bit. Oh yes, um, okay. So he said, um, I uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the witch for the, I, I'm you know there's a little bit of uh, filler that I is for me and Colin alone. Um, but then he goes on to say, I wasn't a huge fan of The Witch for the same cur- reasons Curtis complained about The Lighthouse. I felt like there just wasn't enough monster and too much Puritan. Uh, and there's an emoji that is him throwing up. Um, there's two actual, two throwing up emojis, two oh, different yes, ones. Correct. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he wanted to share with us some IMDb trivia from The Lighthouse. And he said he is frothing at the mouth because he loved the trivia so much. He says, the use of sound is incredible, especially during the opening. You only hear foghorns and farts and zero dialogue. Um, That is a good Mm -hmm. piece of trivia. Um, Thank you, Colin. Uh, The second one is, the mermaid has shark genitals. I thought this was coincidental, but then I read that they built uh, silicone shark genitals for the mermaid. Uh, That's disturbing. I love that. Uh, By the way, folks, I probably should have said this is a spoiler alert, just in case. Because I I read through this a few weeks ago, but I can't remember if there's any other... um, Maybe um I would say maybe leave off um five five and six okay. those those are very spoiler filled. Okay, yeah. well good. I'm glad you didn't say three because three is a, a really good th- one. Uh, three is the best one, and I want everyone to know that this piece of trivia has been burning in my memory since <laughs> I first read it when I got out of well, the movie. Well, we won't. Um, we, and I think about it often. We won't be so uh, psychoanalyzing that <laughs> statement uh, right now, at least. Um, so number three, Colin wanted to share that the first scene they filmed was Robert Pattinson spanking it. Uh, there you go. I, I believe he is referring to the masturbation scene. Uh, they also cut out a scene where the lighthouse was sinking in motion with Pattinson's erection priorities uh and finally number four we're gonna I'll, I'll like i said i'll keep out five and six for um spoiler purposes but he says i think there was a perfect amount of monster in this and in his opinion it's lovecraftian in a way where you don't know if pattison is just crazy or if there really is a monster and he concludes by saying thanks for letting me spill my beans um well very cute colin, thank you colin yeah thank you very much for the email um i my thoughts about this film have changed a little bit over the weeks um you know, it's probably it's one I'm gonna have to see again eventually. I'm still, you know, I, I'm still kind of in the same general feelings that I had when I first watched it. But it really, I, you know, the 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 it sticks with you. Certain parts of the film really stick with you, and I've thought about it um, in subsequent weeks. I don't know how to, that affects my overall feeling of the movie, but um, it's still. I mean, objectively, I think it has to be said it's a great film. Yeah. Um, And I have had lots of interesting conversations about it since I saw this film and I would like to watch it again. However, I do think I watched it close enough to our top 10 of 2019 episode to kind of know where it would place on that. So unfortunately, I probably won't be able to rewatch it um, until the new year, but I'm still looking forward um, to that to that happy day um, because I was a big fan. And yeah, if if you have any opinions or thoughts about any of the movies we share or anything else, you want to just reach out, say hello. Um, That would be weird, but you you can do that if you want, but you can. Yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> hey, what's up? And the like little peace signs emoji. Yeah. Um, but you can email us at ahhrealfilms at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, ahhrealfilms, or on Twitter, ahhreel. 
Elf Films. Um, please also leave us a um, rating and review on the iTunes app. It helps more people find us. We're really blowing up, folks. And you mm-hmm. want to say that you knew us back when? It would be so cool. Can you imagine when we have like thousands of listeners and you have one of the very first yeah. reviews? Like pfft. totally. I mean, like. I mean, that's just really cool. And you would be able to be like, wow, yeah. It's like how I started listening to My Favorite Murder like about four months after they started. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel really cool yeah, now, absolutely. you know? So um, anyway, I don't remember where it's going. No, I mean, oh, I was trying you know, to close basically, out. <laughs> if you're one of our first reviewers, you can just approach us in public and be like, hey, I was one of the first reviewers. We're going to think we're, you're really cool. Uh, I think that goes without yeah. saying. And us thinking you're really cool it should really something. be your top priority in life. It means yeah. something. Do you so. guys know who I am outside of the podcasting realm? <laughs> Um, you can cut that. <laughs> That's really. I was about to be like um, an attorney at a nonprofit. What? <laughs> Very like, what important. <laughs> um, okay. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to our Thanksgiving episode. We love doing these holiday themed episodes. So, especially if you if there's a holiday that you would like us to cover, I think maybe doing Valentine's Ooh, Day would be very yes, fun. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll just make uh, us do that. But if there's maybe a, not Martin Luther King Jr. Day, that might be a little uncomfortable. Um, that's we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do any holidays probably tied to specific people. Um, but besides it, I'm thinking like Day. definitely we Patrick's could do Day, Abe Lincoln Vampire President's Hunter. Day. I mean, oh dude, that's a good movie. <laughs> oh, I haven't, oh, I've never seen it before. I have no clue. Oh, it's good. Um, wow, that's a good idea. Wow, now I'm well, really look, stuck on just, that. I feel we're, like I'm I need to discuss ideas that. Out here, that's all. All right. Well, so if you have any, if you have any dope ideas like that please feel free to reach out but otherwise thank you so much for listening and have a great day bye folks